You're listening to Can I Help You with the love master himself, Craig Shoemaker. Uh, I do know that our guest today is Sean Smith. And Sean, I don't have your bio in front of me, but this is, uh, this is one of my brothers. I like to have my brothers on here and my sisters. But um, we met at the Association of Transformational Leaders. So what better person to have? One of the founders of the Association of Transformational right. Leaders, Sean Smith, mega coach. Um, there's a lot of credits there. Great golfer and baseball player. The best. Yeah. MVP coaching. He's an MVP and he's here with us today. Um, I'm real happy that you came here. It, we're supposed to keep these things evergreen, but in this case, we can't. First of all, I haven't done right. a podcast in a while, so this has to go up immediately. Right. So, <laughs> but there's supposed to be, and people, if they don't know what evergreen means, it means that uh, you, can, you can listen to this two years from now and there won't be anything specific to the time. You try not to talk about people that could be dead in two years. Right. <laughs> we could all be dead in two years because we're going through this virus that is, uh, has taken us over. I don't know if it's taken us over or if the panic and fear has taken us over, but, mm. but responses have definitely taken over. And uh, that's what I like to talk. We'll open up with that. Yeah, let's do it. I want to see your. I want to hear your take on this. Um, I wrote mine on Facebook, and you haven't read that yet. I know you said you were going to, but uh, yeah, I just have this. It's a similar take as I have in life. Period. Is I don't buy into fear. If yeah. I smell that someone's promoting fear and panic, I kind of tend to turn the other way. I understand where they're coming from, but I don't want a part of it. I don't want to be a part of it because I don't want my enemies defined. And uh, I just think that so much of fear is, you've heard the acronym false evidence appearing real. Yeah. You know, I've kind of done that math equation a number of times, and every time it's true, it's turned out to be true. Right. So anyway, Sean, you know, we're supposed to be in isolation right now. Here you are. You walked right in. You tried to shake my Sitting hand. Sitting on your lap. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting on my lap. I said, I don't care if you tongue kiss me at this point. Right. I, 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 but I just don't buy into it, and people get angry with me. About many stances that I take in the fear, you know, you should be mad at the uh, these terrorists you know, right. that are coming after you or whatever it is. They're going to label for me what I'm supposed to be afraid of. And now that we have the pandemic, they have true reason to say to me, don't you ignore this or whatever it is, whatever message they think they're gleaning from what I'm saying. So what is your essential take on what's happening? Yeah, I got a lot. Uh, first of all, I'm fascinated by our response to mm -hmm. anything. Anything yeah. that's divisive, right? I mm -hmm. think, you know, in today's world of social media, you got all the political dissension and you've got, I mean, name a topic and anybody could argue over it. Mm -hmm. What I'm concerned about is that we don't talk about things in a productive way. Yeah. And if we can't talk about my beliefs from where I came from and your beliefs from where you came from and have them both be valid, mm -hmm. then we can never come together. So... That requires each one of us to come from the place of difference equals not just appreciation, but I need to appreciate the difference, but our differences can amplify what we have rather mm -hmm. than the differences being a threat. 
And I think that's where most people are coming from. You know, if you believe different things than me, then one of us has to be right. Well, let, let me ask you something, the word belief. See, I have a, dis- I have a disagreement already, so now we can fight. Perfect, <laughs> let's fight. <laughs> and the word belief. <laughs> I had this discussion on Facebook. I have a lot of debates I do on Facebook. You do? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I get in there. You stir it up. Oh, you, you've seen Oh, yeah. I just love it. I, I, just, I really do enjoy it. Right. I get a sick pleasure from it. And I, I guess it's because I know I'm right. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Right. So the belief thing, an opinion thing, to me... I think we're after our experience is blank. Gets you in less of a divisive mode if we can come from that space. What do you mean our experience is? Is that a fill in the blank? Or are you saying our experience well, is no, like our a experience, blank slate? No, no, no. No, it's fill in the blank okay. on whatever topics you just mentioned, whether it be politics it. or the virus or whatever it is. My experience has been that uh, when I buy into fear, my immune system goes down and things like that. People can't deny that. Right. It's not my opinion. That's my experience. Correct. So belief is, let's just talk about this out loud. What yeah. do you think a belief is? I teach and I believe mm-hmm. that a belief is nothing more but a story plus evidence. Mm-hmm. So if there's a story that I've been living with my whole life and I have evidence to back mm-hmm. it up, yeah. that belief is going to be something that I feel like is true. Mm-hmm. That's the distinction I think that a lot of people have a problem mm-hmm. making. You're touching your face right now, by the way. You're not, twice, you're not supposed to touch your face. I know. Listen, should, I've just been with my kids alone, this, so I've touched my face plenty. Going, scared. oh my God, they won't eat. I know. You should, you <laughs> I just slapped my face on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Would they eat something healthy? <laughs> Where's my wife? She's in Australia. Right. What is she doing? Anyway, so uh, yes, I touched my face. There's a lot, a lot of that trust was about 10 times just there, right, there, right there. Lot, yeah. I probably even have a mark that the mark I made. Just, right. Mika showed a lot of trust, by the way. Going back to uh, in leaving you home alone with several live things. <laughs> well, three fish are dead. <laughs> because, don't remind me, three fish are dead under my did watch. Did you just not feed them? No, I don't know what I did. Uh, okay. I, it's not like you have an autopsy. Right. <laughs> but they're, they're, I can't went there yesterday. I'm going, wait a second. They were here. When I left yesterday and I came back and they're, they're at the bottom and I tried poking them. That, that's always a good method. Fish don't sure. usually die in numbers. Like they usually just die one at a time. So if three of them die. Maybe there's a virus. It must be. Maybe there's right. a virus that, they're, that they <laughs> – I don't know. Right. Uh, but yes, uh, but everything else lived, uh, I must say. That's and good. I did some good shopping and cooking and, and things like that. Right. So back to the word belief. 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 So a story plus evidence is yeah. essentially mm-hmm. what a belief is. Which so, you store that belief within your DNA. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Because we think it's true. Yeah. And that's where all of our discussions go south. Because what I believe growing up as, as I grew up, where I grew up with my ethnicity, with my religious upbringings and all that stuff mm-hmm. is going to be different than yours. And so if I believe that this is true and here you come along saying something totally different. Now, essentially, I need to defend what my life has been based on. Mm. That's one of the issues that I think cause people to go at each other's throat so much. Is Because if I agree to your belief and they are – even that your belief is valid, if I say that your belief is valid, then I'm essentially – it feels like at least I'm saying that mine is not, which is what my whole life has been based on. Mm. So it really comes down to this word fear. We're afraid of admitting that we potentially could have been wrong. We're afraid of admitting that our life has potentially been based on a set of 
rules, falsehoods, falsehoods absolutely. make believe lies. Exactly. Yeah. And I think the the reason that we're afraid of that is because I think a lot of us are afraid of looking at our role that we played in our life. Hmm. Meaning it's so easy to blame. Oh right? yeah. It's just easier well, to blame than to take responsibility. That's a belief too that we've uh, assumed and that's part of our system as well of being is okay, let's blame and that works. Right. I believe that if I blame you, then that will make me feel better. Now, that's obviously a false belief. Well, for me, it is. For other people, it might not be. I mean, you know, look at the country. So much blame yeah. goes on. So we must assume that they're blaming because they think it works. Right. It's all self-preservation. Yes. Right? Yeah. So why do you say that you, you said something about fear earlier, false evidence appearing real. Yeah. Why do you think people use fear so much? And what's your, why do you have such a, like, almost like a visceral reaction to, to, to fear? fear? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think because, so I lived a certain way growing up. I think you're also at this point in your life. It's kind of like a going full on surrender into a new life. Right. Surrendering beliefs. Or do I hold on to them? And I think we have a lot of people that hold tight and which prevents growth because exactly. you can't grow to the next <laughs> level with your old beliefs. Exactly. Right. And, you know, so this is all worth the discussion that we're having is, you know, my belief is, or I, my hope is that people are listening or watching or whatever it is. And they're saying, wait a minute, I never thought of it that way. And that's something that was never taught to me. I never thought of it that way or being open to another way. Got it. From the get go. We are told, you show up here, you get on your knees when we tell you to, you put your hand on your heart when we tell you, we just, we're commanded from the get-go and we come out just these smiling, laughing, checking out life kind of things and that's what gets programmed into us, but mostly it's fear because here's what's going to happen if you don't do these things that I command is you are going to be punished, whether it's corporal punishment or whatever it is. Or going to hell or... Yeah. Yeah. Or sin. You know, it's a big one for religion, which is about belief. Right. You believe in what they're telling you. And what's ironic about it is you're not believing in what I deem to be a God. You're believing in their interpretation of what God is. So I'd have these questions when I was a kid, but I put those questions away Mm. for convenience and safety. Because you didn't want to get punished. No. Right. Yeah. So there you have it. That's why I have an aversion to fear or I check out fear in a different way now is I'll I'll say, what is the false evidence that does appear real? Where is the evidence coming from? Right. So I examine that instead of responding to the immediate fear, which we all do, or the panic, which leads to chaos and panic, mayhem, right? Doesn't lead to serenity. When has fear ever led to serenity? When has fear ever led to inner peace? Happiness, joy, yeah. Yeah. So if those are your leads, then it leads to happiness. But if you're leading with fear, it's going to lead to more fear and reaction to the fear. Yeah, I think what you're talking about is to challenge whatever the input is. You use the word that I live by. Yeah. And when I challenge a belief, especially if they deify a politician, I don't want to be specific, <laughs> but I often challenge you what is happening from our president and 
there are the there's the camp that says how dare you that's our president right by the way same people that do not live by that with other presidents right <laughs> right only when they're president yeah, oh they're presidents yeah, yeah. that I go oh this is our president you can't right. do it. just leave them alone let them leave them alone you know right. stuff it's so unbelievable to me so what i say is can you challenge even that thought yeah. of you protecting challenging him can you just even challenge yourself or be open to something else? I've had people that literally I'll say just the, the challenge and they go, you know, I'm not li- listening to you, you know, comedian, go back to your hole, you know, whatever it is. I'm not following you anymore. Now that you said one single word right. that challenges their beliefs. And what's odd about it is if you have such strong beliefs, how does my challenge to your beliefs offend you so much that you will change even the comic that you watch or enjoy? Right. That's that's how far we'll go for being right. It's all protection. It's all protection. And yeah. I think people see challenges as attacks. Exactly. So if you're going to attack me, then I'm going to defend. They consider it hate. Attack. How many times have you heard the word, right. you hate Donald Trump? No, I don't. No. I, I love my country and my family right. first. So if I'm challenging him, I'm challenging him for that purpose of hey, I'd like you to be more in alignment with uh, you know, my values. Right. And I think they're pretty good values. <laughs> you know, I mean, so, uh, I, think- so I, I don't really get how people are, get so upset. If you believe in something so strongly, then I have no power over you. I think I do understand why they get so upset. Yeah. I think it's because when, whenever we don't have full internal conviction then anybody's dissension anybody's uh, beliefs that don't match ours mm-hmm. are going to feel like more of an attack so in other words if i have internal control yeah over myself i don't need to control your opinions but if i maybe secretly doubt what i'm saying yes then yes. i'm going to defend it even more yes because I'm really defending the doubt in myself. So I think all these people that get frustrated and, and go on counterattacks, it's because they really don't firmly have an internal foundation yes. of belief or True. values or happiness. They don't or, believe their beliefs. A lot of times they don't believe <laughs> they don't, their beliefs. They know deep down. Right. Which ironically is where your higher source does exist. It exists right. deep down. Yeah. But we're afraid to listen to it because of the outside world and the outside world's reaction to you listening to your inside world. I think that is because so many of us source our value from the outside world. Yes, yes. From other people's beliefs or engagement on social media. I love stirring the pot with this stuff. So I don't know Me if too. I told you this, but I did a, a post, Facebook post maybe about a year ago. And I had just been reading about uh, some of the school shootings and some of them were like claiming white power and white supremacy and you know, all the non-whites should go back to where they came from. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the things I've always hated just the idea of, of white power and supremacy. Yeah. So I made a Facebook post and I said to all of you white people who think that everybody who's non-white should leave Remember that we came here first and decimated an entire culture. So if we're all going to go you back I, to where we came were, from. This is why we're friends. Right. Those are my exact thoughts and words 
and, and I can almost predict what people's responses were. I, yeah, I want to hear your prediction. So yeah. the, the end of the post was essentially, yeah. if, if that's the game we're going to play, great. You go first. Let's go in order, is what I said. Let's go in order. You go first, right? So what do you think was, was some of the... Oh, some of them were, Well, first of all, they're saying that you're blaming, and you know, they're, they're, they're going to get into the blame. Don't you blame right. all white people, you know? And uh, there's what else could I? I'll channel some of them. Some of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's unbelievable. It's like, so you're challenging them to this hypothesis, if you will, and you're saying, yeah, yeah you first. And it's it, but instead of they react to that because of their fear, right? That you could be right. You know, a fear that, that you that they could be wrong, mm-hmm. and so they probably. What are some of the defenses? Um, You'll love one of them. Uh, really? Oh yeah. Um, you, I'll love it and not love it. Is yeah. that what no, you I mean? Think you'll, I, I think you'll love it and uh, love it. <laughs> love it that it you'll proves the, my point you'll love of the how ridiculousness of how ridiculous yeah. and how yeah. backwards we think sometimes. I'll just tell it to you. You, would, okay. you wouldn't come up with this one. So one lady said. Trump never told all the blacks to go back to Africa. And it was so By the way, you had fast, not mentioned Trump. Not at all. Right. I didn't mention what, what I told That's, you is essentially they, what I did. They go, they go right to the defense. And I was yeah. so fascinated yeah. by her reaction. And I questioned her and I said, number one, I never mentioned Trump. This right. is not a political statement. Where did I say that? And what mm-hmm. are you talking yeah. about? And then she said, she responded to me. These are Facebook friends, right? Sure. This is on my personal page. This isn't just people that are oh, following yeah. me. I've been there. And she said, oh, I went back and read, and I recognized that you actually didn't say him. So the fascinating thing for me mm. was she read a post and saw what wasn't there. Made she saw assumptions an and made a lot of assumptions. That wasn't there. Yeah. And it's because of this belief conversation. Yeah. I might as well have said, well, all of my white supremacist friends comment on this post, right? I might as well have said that. And, and not a single person mm-hmm. addressed what I said. That's what they do. They, they, they take it into their false, equi- false equivalency narratives that they have been pounded into them. Right. And that's where they go. And it's all because of this conversation of belief. So eventually yes. I wrote a, a, a comment and I said, all of you that are making your positions known – I didn't say anything to anything that you've mentioned. So there wasn't a single person that actually addressed what I had said, Mm -hmm. which was an experiment of sorts to dive into this, this conversation of how do we actually see things and what do we react? So then I said, so you guys are defending an attack that didn't come and you're attacking me back. Yeah. We have big problems here. And essentially none of you have a problem with what I said. But now we're at odds with each other yeah. because you saw something that wasn't that wasn't mentioned. I just and it went all through, goes I just back went through to, it here in the office. It all goes you, back to you, beliefs. You were a witness to it. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, you were a witness it's to all it. what's perceived. What's perceived. And yeah. what's said. One of the things that we say in our home that tries to clean this up is what I heard was. Because, oh, yeah. because we used to always say, like, especially with you know, discussions with my son and daughter. I said this. No, you didn't say this. You said this. And one of the ways that's actually been really helpful is to clean that up and say, you know, I said this. You may have heard that. Or I think I said this. But it goes back to what you said earlier is my experience. Yes. It's like my experience of this conversation was you told me to do that. 
but that's actually not what the intention was. So if we're going... Intention is such a key. It's huge. It's such a key. It's like, I know what my intention is. Right. And, you know, quite frankly, it's a good intention. The intention is not to harm. The intention is not even to, you know, get over on someone. The intention is very, very... It has become, wasn't always that way. It has become very, very clear that it has a good purpose. Yet, if someone has you characterized in a certain way, there's not getting, that intention will not get through. Even with best efforts, the intention, once they have you in a political category, right. in a bad intention category, in a boss category, which you just witnessed. Because then, <laughs> so because, we had, just to tell people they're yeah. listening. So we had a disagreement in the office earlier, me and two people in the office. And I was say, talking to them, and I had the best intentions of saying, I try to be very clear on just stick to this one thing. You know, to, can you support this? And it goes off in this thing of, I believe my experience was, oh, they or he or whoever, she thinks that I'm coming from this other space, or they think that I'm this. They think that I'm, you know, fill in the blank, you know, bossy or sure. controlling or whatever they think. So I think what else enters into it is people's DNA or their or their their makeup has someone that you represent as a white man could be could have done something in the in the past or right. a black man might have done something in the past or you know a child might have done something in the past whatever it is that makes causes these responses and yeah. I think that's so much that has to do with it as well as I I ask people doesn't work a lot of times. Can you remove the label from the conversation? Especially, I'm a comedian. It's Let's, tough. Can you take that out of the conversation? But we're so programmed to believe that, you know, funny people aren't serious or funny people are not evolved. That they're just, you know, right. I call them mirth monkeys. We're mirth monkeys. And if you don't do your job as my mirth monkey, like you're an organ grinder, what does then, that mean, mirth monkey? Mirth monkey? What's, a, what, what's mirth? You don't know what the word mirth means? I guess not. Wow. It's happiness and joy is mirth. Really? Wow. That's, okay. that's odd. You're one of the smartest it sounds people like I've a, ever like known. like a Mork and not, Mindy I'm not, reference. I'm not judging you, but, but <laughs> I'm a little surprised. I'm a little surprised at that one. But listen, I have things that I, to this day, don't understand, can't spell certain words. Yeah. Do you have any of those words? Visualize. I've never typed visualize correctly. <laughs> you can't visualize, visualize. <laughs> right. I have is all that, these words I'm, that I can't type correctly. That's what I'm saying yeah. is I literally cannot write the word harassment. And, and, and yet now I, I'm thinking, does it have two R's or two S's? <laughs> Same thing with embarrassment. Yeah, that's a rough one. Yeah. There's a couple of them, the, but you could go over it a thousand times. Yeah. And you're not gonna. You're not. It just doesn't compute. I, I can't even get over it. I mean, I'm a pretty smart guy. You're a smart guy, but we right. all have these little blanks. And I'm little, little glitches. Sho- yeah. little, little shop. This little shock. Your glitches. <laughs> you don't know what mirth is. How do you and spell it? And I've been it? saying mirth monkey for a while. And a lot of people go, "Wow, what a funny term." But you would be going, "What the hell does that mean?" Right. Yeah. I wonder how many. Corey, other can people you Google don't that for us? Can you Google is. so we have the actual definition? Yeah. I'm uh, pretty sure Mork said that all the time. Oh, yes. Oh, I'm a mirth monkey. Oh. <laughs> Was more, Mindy his mirth monkey? More calling us. Oh, yes. I believe it. We have a mirth monkey. 
<laughs> oh, Corey has it here. Go, put the microphone out so she can so she can be heard. Mirth, glee, hilarity, merriment, jollity, joviality refer to the gaiety characterizing people who are enjoying the companionship of others. There you go. And there's mirth, and I'm a mirth monkey. That's what they I think expect. It's, a, it's that. What you're actually questioning Google? It, yeah, are you questioning Google? I'm right questioning now? Google. I'm questioning mirth. You're trying is an, to be right, aren't you? Mirth is. We're an seeing it right displayed before word. our eyes. It is not an ugly it word. It sounds I love like a mistake. <laughs> it's an ugly word for a beautiful meaning. Like I love the meaning, but mirth, like it sounds like seriously, like wow, vomit, of all like, the of all yeah. of the words to be, uh, you know, kind of have a reaction to. I wouldn't say how is it that spelled. M i r t h. Mirth, this is so weird to me. I think it's like a really common word, and I've had no response. You're having an emotional reaction. Nobody else knows it. They just don't want to question you on it. Oh, oh, they just let that one fly. They just let that one fly. They they hear monkey, and monkey's funny. Monkey is funny, but you put the two, you have the alliteration of mirth monkey. I thought I came up with something brilliant. Apparently, it wasn't. Or maybe it's only for brilliant people that know what the word mirth is. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. (laughs) I thought mirth. it's, why but is I'm going to use a, it all the time now because I want to confuse people and make them think I'm smart as well. So what about homonyms? Or no, what about uh, rhymes? What about girth? Do you have a problem with girth? <laughs> <laughs> See, How personal me, are we getting on this? <laughs> to, me, like, <laughs> to, me, to me, girth, well, I'd have more problems with that word right. because it sums up. You know, other people might just think that means your weight, but another person might think it's the... Uh, yeah, you go with a penis. Of course, I've got length and girth. <laughs> length is a fine word, but girth, girth bothers me a little bit. Yeah, that's, yeah. So that it, sends me I'm, into a different place, it, it, like an immediate insecurity trigger. Well, the irony yeah. is, I'm not girthy. It, it also rhymes with birth. How's your response to birth? Birth? Are you going to cringe? It's birth. It's, it's only mirth, one letter girth, off. It's earth. One, yeah, yeah. It's only one letter off. Birth. Birth and mirth, which is a beautiful thing. It's depends on your angle. <laughs> that is true. I've been there. Were you there for the kids' births? Yeah, but C-sections, two C-sections. Oh, I don't know even, why any uglier. woman... I don't think so. Not a lot of mirth in that birth. I don't know why any woman would have a regular vaginal birth if C-section is available. Seriously? Just cut me open, pull the thing out, and stitch me up. I'm good. Really? Yeah. But you're not her, so don't go, I'm good. You're a, you're a male. Okay? Well, I mean, I think we're qualified to make assumptions on behalf of women. We, we're <laughs> Aren't we? <laughs> we could talk about birth. I would like you to share your experience. Hear, your experience would be of birth. Your experience would be <laughs> you see the child come out not vaginally, but your experience as the observer and the coach. I need. I know you coach for a living, but then you were a coach as well. But actually, you don't have a coach with C-section. You're not going cut, cut, cut. <laughs> right, <laughs> see, that's true. As a coach with uh, you know, I was doing breathe, breathe. And, and you're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Incision, for- incision, incision. <laughs> pull, pull, pull. Pull him out. Pull, pull him out. out. Way out. <laughs> I actually had to pull my child out. That was, oh, from no mirth. From, <laughs> from a lot the, of fear. The, that the was fear. Vagina? Yeah. Oof. He was backwards. And then, see, I don't want so to see that body her part. Out. I had to help her out. I don't want to see that body part. I close my I close my eyes. Yeah, <laughs> just I just went digging. Right. She, she says, you "Just you know, this is going to get graphic." But uh, we right. were we were, My wife was doing home birth in a pool. Yeah. 
that I actually was the blow up guy. Was you know, it like one of those just like a birthing pool, like a baby pool, like Air. you would have out yeah. in the yard? Well, the that lawn? Is, that's what it is now because okay. I'm saving money. I mean, there's no way I'm buying another baby pool. I use this one, right? The birth pool. Just you get, get the one with the. You little... think it's a one stop shop? Like I'm just gonna. <laughs> people get grossed out. I always say. What do you think? I didn't clean it out. Like, hey, son, you got a little placenta on your eyebrow there. Let me let me wipe that off. <laughs> By the way, Corey, the is okay. Corey, who has given birth, is making faces over here of oh. grossness. And meanwhile, she's the one that's had that action happen. Right. I guess they don't get to watch because your eyes are closed because you're they're wincing. But we're watching. I mean, you could get like a like. Did you have like a mirror or something? You have like a rear view mirror or something? No. That, you did watch it? I've always said this about these stupid... From what angle? You watched it from... Oh. Yeah, she I don't, it angled right up. I don't understand right. the whole birthing video thing. Is there ever... There's I've never, never thought about this before. What are you going to do? Is pull it out like at a, a reason to ever bring that video out? Right. Do you think... No. Do you think? Do you think? Do you think my son it's is twenty one now? It's only for blackmail now. purposes. My son's twenty one. Do you think he's actually going to say to me, "Hey, Dad, you know I've been thinking about it for a while. I've been in therapy. Yeah. Can you actually show me proof? Right, show me, <laughs> me coming proof. out. Yeah, I want to look at my mother's vagina that yeah. wide. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, seriously, that's what every the, kid wants. Who in the hell is ever going to watch that? I, I, but we do it anyway. But that's the thing that we can get back Why? to here is. We do things mindlessly. So my encouragement right. is always to say, be mindful, mm-hmm. and then you're in a wheelhouse. Then you're in a wheelhouse of life that you can enjoy. But it's, I agree hey, with Sergio, you Sergio, I saw your belly, by the way. So let's get off of mine. Oh, actually, it was Corey that told me to tuck my shirt in yesterday. But he just yawned, and I had to get a big old look at his belly. Which is growing now because of the virus. He's not able to work out as much. That belly's looking a little, it's a little protruding. Well, my, you think mine's on purpose? He says it wasn't on purpose. You think mine's uh-huh. on purpose? I'm sitting there the other day, and Corey goes, can you tuck your shirt in? I look, and there's that ugly belly sticking out, which I think I'd rather see birth than, than, than see the belly. Than your own belly. Than my own belly. It's not happening. But either is Sergio's. This is not Have happening. You, do you take baths? No. Not not as much of a bath guy. I think we're getting heckled, but luckily we can't hear him. Um, I was. This so. actually is on point. I was taking a bath a couple years ago. Yeah, and I was scared. Literally, like jumped out of the tub. Yeah, because I thought I was being attacked by like a like a water tarantula or something. What? And I get out of the tub, and when I calm down, it was the lint from my belly button that had been. Like, like released in the bathtub, and then it just started floating oh. around, and then attacked me from the side of my face, and it wow. genuinely scared me so bad. I thought you that were, I jumped out of the I, tub. I literally thought you were like talking about an acid trip, or you were trying to no, that would have how been... high you were, or something like I, because I was just, visualizing was an actual thing attacking lint. you. How much lint was in there? It's, it was a good chunk. Was I it mean, as much as I would pull out of the dryer screen? Not I mean, that, was, it, was it, it like was, that kind of lint? Yeah, it was. A, it was girthy. It wow. had. It, it, it had was, girth. It was pretty girth. Yeah, it, it it had girth, and it removed my mirth in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> nothing like Planet Earth. Oh yeah, there's nothing like so. I even think there's something called Planet Mirth. I, I have no really? idea how you've avoided. That's mirth. where Mark came from. I think. <laughs> I have no idea uh, yeah. how you've avoided that word for all of these years. I've genuinely it, never heard it. Anything happened 46 today. years. And I want people to write me, okay? I, this is a call to action. 
I want you to write me after seeing this. I want you to say, I want to hear some admissions. I did not know what the word mirth meant, and I'm all with Sean Smith. That's what I want. I want to see that. Or they say, <laughs> Sean's an idiot. <laughs> How in the world you know that word? I will never know. One of the two, I just want some comments on the word mirth. Because, listen, I could be way off here that most people don't know what it means. You right? could be, yeah. I've used words before. I used to use the word in my act, innocuous. And a guy pulled me aside. He goes, hey. Uh, what is that? He goes, you know, nobody knows what that word is. <laughs> exactly. I said, so wait a minute. I have to, like, simplify my jokes and he said yeah you do yeah so from that Speak point forward graders. and that was a long time ago i took the word innocuous out yeah. and i watched the words that i say and i don't go too far now it worked for dennis miller he's a human thesaurus right i don't know where he is now but uh he was you know very much into the uh yeah he's probably watching his uh home birth he video. was a, he was a sesquipedalianist can you look up that word that by the means. way make sure i'm using it right sesquipedalianism Sesquipedalianism. <laughs> I am not kidding you. I just That's came up with that word from college, and I okay. think it's a word. I think it's a person that uses too many words. I made up which a word Which would make the other me day. a sesquipedalianist. Oh, I'm perfect. pretty sure that's what it is. So, look, we're educating on here. I want to get to let, – let's go to our response to this. We talked about fear. Before we go yeah. there, okay. I think this will kind of actually – it, it – it, uh, Applies to what we're going to say. I did make up a word. You know, today I was supposed to do a TEDx talk, right? Yes. It got canceled because of all of this. And the title is Instagramidation. And it's us finding validation through Instagram. It was all, wow. it was all a talk about like how young kids are relating in the world of social media and how we find our value externally. You know what I heard when you said that? Instagramidation. Well, yeah. I well, heard I'm intimidated by Instagram. <laughs> Yeah, there's that, that word's in there too, intimidation. Well, that would right? be what, that's how I would take that's it. That's how you would take That's how the old well, folks take it and the young folks. Well, I'm a tech yeah. tard. Yeah. I used that word earlier and they said, then uh, Sergio and Corey loved that word. I thought I it was said, really clear that you should never say that again. I thought well, that was I've been clear air. before until today when I said it, Sergio literally uh, uh, stopped his anger towards me and he actually, <laughs> for, for one moment, or his agitation, let's put it that way. And for one moment, he actually went, wow, I like that word. I said, no, Sergio, I can't use that word anymore because <laughs> people have a problem with it. Then you have but to explain it, it. for you. Yeah. But here's the thing. Now, I don't want to over-explain this or defend the word, the term, tech right. hard. I happen to like it. I recall, and I could be wrong about this. We can look this up and, uh, as, as we're looking up sesquipedalianism. Yeah, it's highly wrong. Go ahead. Uh, um, no, if you, I think it's a musical term. Tard is slow. Tard Retard <laughs> right. is literally a musical term, as I recall. It's a I musical music. term? Retard is a musical term, and I believe... So that would mean I am slow. It means slow Musically. down. Musically slow down. Okay? So, again, so we used to call all of our friends slow musically. You know, there's yeah. one good thing that comes out of this quarantine-ish world, world right. we're living in. So people can get pissed off at me. Right. And... They can't get within six feet of me to beat me up. They can't reach you. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. That's you're good. Gonna, yeah, you're taking your life in your hands. Right. Somebody attacks me. <coughs> that's, what, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to cough <laughs> on him. So, sesquipedalianism. No, you didn't find it's a, it. It's Any, somebody who makes up words? Italian yes. Is long, polysyllabic. Uh, polysyllabic. Characterized by long word 
I, there you go. I'm. I'm. Uh, th- so you are that. So that was right. I remember yeah, that word absolutely. So I'm a sesquipedalian at times. I've been told I'm long winded. Yeah, we'll just. Corey read one of my emails we'll the other Craig-ish. day, and she's like, "Yeah, oh, that's 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 long." Yeah, you your Facebook post can get a little. Oh long. yeah, oh yeah. Quite Actually, I've had people scrolling. that said they've, they've taken a few naps, but I, <laughs> by the time they get to the end of it, you, your Facebook posts need an intermission, <laughs> right? Yeah, let me just hang with this for a little if, bit. If I didn't love you, I would consider that mean. <laughs> and if I didn't have you labeled as, see, there's an example. If I didn't have you labeled as someone with a good conscience and good heart, right. I might have taken that the wrong way. You have no idea how serious a lot of my jabs are at you because you have this idea that I'm a nice guy, right? <laughs> so I can use this in my favor. <laughs> yeah, see, if I heard that jab from Sergio... I would take it serious. Right. But from you, because I think he has malintent. No, I'm kidding, Sergio. He's not even listening anymore. Oh, he's got his headphones. He put his headphones up. That's how much he doesn't want to hear from me. That's right. From the sesquipedalian. But, but that's a really, it, it's, it's a very profound reality that we hear what we want yeah. to hear yeah. based on the past. I think that's the thing is yeah. based on the past. So if I've had a past experience with a comedian, with a white guy, with a black guy, with a yeah. politician, with whoever then anything that reminds me of that past, there's actually neuroscience that says our bodies will respond mm. based on our past, even before our brains can assess the situation. So I've already decided right. you're a bad guy. Which leads me to the biggest kind of experience I share with people is right. take a pause. Take a pause. Take a step back. Don't run to your news source. Don't run to your past responses. Take a pause. Would that kill anyone? Am I saying anything harmful with that shared intent? Is take a pause to review and reflect. That's where I went Become with my a latest tard. Facebook Maybe post. you should use that um, word. <laughs> Become a pause tart. Put a retard on it. Uh, excuse me, Corey. I need the, uh, we need another word check here. Okay. Retard. In, is it a musical term that means slow down? What's that? Tard is late in French. Late, which, which okay. I'm, I'm late to the I'm late to the ball quite a few times. So now what else? And 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 in music musical terms, it means slow down, right? Slow. In general, it means slow down. Slow down. A retardant can be a fire retardant. Uh, right. Wow. I didn't even think about that. There's my defense from now on. There you go. If if I get um, flame retardant on my on my couch. How do I explain what I'm asking for when I ask the upholstery people to come over? Do you have a flame? Slower downer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a better. But you see, That's we've less now offensive. been programmed of how offensive it is when the intention is not to offend a person right. who has perhaps autism or whatever it is, a, a form of autism. I'm even afraid to say these words for God's right. sake. That's, That's the society we live in. Because... The cancel culture. So sensitive. Yeah. I'm way over the cancel culture. Which it's, is what? It's the, you haven't heard of this? I've, heard, I've heard of this. Look this but up. What, but what, right how, would you, how would you... It's like canceling out the terms that we've used no, and things no, like that. No, no. The cancel or? culture. They want to take you down and you're out. You're done. You're, you're done in society if you make one word mistake. Fortunately... So like Michael Kramer... Was that his name? Oh, Kramer. No, Kramer. Oh, no, Michael Richards, something, whatever. Michael Richard, Richards. Yeah. So that's oh, what you're talking about, right? Well, that's, so, early, that's early on cancel culture. Now right. it's rampant. It's right. the, whatever you say 
Vanessa Hudgens, I think, said something a little off the other day. You know, it's actually something I kind of agreed with. You know, it was about you know, she go, yeah, they're ready to. They'll never see another movie she's in. Yeah. You know, this is how fast we are. So we're so done I, with you, essentially. We're if done you make with you. One wrong move exactly. or comment or whatever, and we're so sensitive to it to to the cancel. Instead of finding out what the person's intent, why don't we do that with our politicians? <laughs> I know that's the irony is we don't do how it with many the cancelable offenses just go un. Oh. Challenge because they match our beliefs. Yeah, that's, right? that's exactly right. right. Or we want to believe. We exactly. want to believe that this person is a good person, that they're going to do good for us. We want to believe it so strongly that we'll go into denial of what they, who they really are and what their actions really show. That's, right. what, that's, what I'm, you know, that's my experience in life. What I did want to mention to you is, or ask you, personally, in my journey... I started off one way with kind of like what we're talking about. I'm in the band, so to speak. Right. And I'm beating that drum the exact way they want me to. Get punished if I don't, if I go off beat. If I throw a little jazz rhythm, you know, into an opera, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, they're, 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 they're going to be angry with me. They're going to look at me bad looks. I'll get canceled out of the band. So here's a serious question. Yeah. Is, is that what a mirth monkey is? Like you'll just do whatever... Other people want you to do? Exactly. Okay. And if you stray from the monkey of entertaining them the way they want to be entertained, that's the other thing. Right. Oh, they, you know, go back to doing Barney Fife. Do the Love Master because that makes me comfortable is what they should right. be saying. Makes me comfortable. I don't want to go anywhere past that. I want you to, to be my mirth monkey because that's an organ grinder. That's what they do. They just have the monkey trained to make people happy in the way. Right. Now, if he acted like a cat, people would be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. You're a they monkey. They showed up for the, for the monkey. I showed yeah. up for the monkey. Right. I didn't show up for a cat. He's meowing. And that's how people are so programmed for these responses. Yeah. So what I want to say is, or ask you, so I was programmed to be a certain way. And it was really easy to be that Funny, way. Funny, right? No, no, no. Programmed to be okay. certain responses to life. Um, you know, seeing people for their color, not for who they were. Seeing people for their gender, not for who they were. Seeing society, religion in a certain way that I locked into those beliefs. Got it. I was taught those beliefs, but they were empowered beliefs because it was easy for me to do that because of I am a, a white male. Right. So it becomes convenient and easy, you know, and fear and, you know, you don't have fear because, you know, we're in charge. Right. And we're the punishers, so I'm not going to get punished because I'm one of them. I've joined. I stop. It's a gang mentality. It's a gang mentality. That's what it is. It's what it's all about, isn't it? Small gang, little gang, whatever it is. So I had this thing happen that it shifted. It stopped. I stopped. I can still, the reason I go out on Facebook and, and, you know, even have this podcast is, I'm sharing my experiences. That did me no good right. to live like that, to justify my existence, to justify my anger, to justify my rage, my outrage. That's how I lived. And living like that, so why would I hold on to that? People go, well, I didn't even bother with the people on Facebook. Because it happened for me, why would it not happen for someone else? That I had something that I want to share, this beauty that happened in my life, from stopping that paradigm, yeah. examining it, pausing, 
and then allowing this other source to be found, which is within all of us, this great love that we all have. Yeah. So I ask you, have you had in your life, you were obviously brought up, you know, you're white male as well, and I'm not real familiar with your background. Were you brought up with these beliefs, and did you adopt those beliefs if you were, and did you have a point where you started to let go and surrender those beliefs? Not as it relates to being white. I, I might have come from the opposite. You know, when I was young, I grew up with Khalid and Doyle and Dominic and Camille and all these black friends and non-white friends. Mm-hmm. I really only had one white friend growing up, mm. Scott. And all my other friends were primarily Mexican, black, um, or Filipino, where I grew up. Mm-hmm. And so I, I really had a hard problem when I learned about what happened in the 50s and 60s and slavery and like all of our white past. I had a real problem with that because I didn't want to identify with that. And I remember talking to my dad, just not understanding, like this is that place that you, that you said you kind of found, you know, the place of love and, and what have you. I think I came from that place largely due to my dad. And I remember your just, dad programmed you in a good way. Completely. Or, uh, wow. Yeah. Everybody is, like almost to a fault, right? My dad was just so kind to everybody so that you could have got been doing, him in trouble. You could have been doing personal coaching at like 11. <laughs> probably. And, and, and I look back and I probably was. Actually. That's amazing to right. me. I have not talked to many people, white people, that are um, of that ilk. Yeah. Uh, of the, because, just, well, look at your environment. That helped change you. It, it is. It's, it's what we're talking about. It's what was my input. What was my your conditioning? Input, yeah. Conditioning yeah. wasn't that mm. we are better as white mm. or that we are more powerful or that we own this place or any of that. My conditioning largely from my dad was everybody is worthy of love and mm-hmm. acceptance. Wow. Even though he didn't use those words exactly, I watched the way he did life to the point where I actually, so th- this is a, a, a deep conversation for me. When I was growing up around 10, 12, I wanted to be black. And the reason I wanted to be black mm. is because I didn't want to be white. Mm. I figured once I learned that there was all this tension in the past between black and white people, I believed from my core that the white people were wrong mm. to do this to this yeah. culture. And then I learned later on that the whites, you know, came here and decimated all of Native American culture as well. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to be on that team. Well, don't want, yeah, yeah. But I didn't have any inputs or conditioning to make that a difficult choice for me, mm-hmm. right? So it wasn't like I would be leaving my family in order to jump teams yeah. because I really didn't have that connection to this you know, the, the, the power of being a white person or the rightness it's, or any of that sort of stuff. It's funny. I've never really talked to anyone with your experience like this. You lived in a bubble, but it was a bubble of diversity. A hundred percent. Yeah. And, and, and most people live in a bubble of uh, singularity and, yeah. you know, the gang bubble. Yeah. And so I wanted to be black. And my first girlfriend was Tahisha Johnson. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, that's not a white girl's name. No, no. And I remember when I found out one of, one of her friends, 
told one of my friends that she liked me. And I wasn't really into girls anyway at all in high school. What so age just, is this? This is 16. Do I have to admit it? It was, it was at our senior picnic in high school. Okay. I had no girlfriends up to that point. Virgin. No like, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And so I, cause I was super introverted and, you know, think nobody, nobody likes me and right. you know, I'm not good enough and all that stuff was manifesting. Yeah, well, you're white. You're not good enough. Exactly. Clearly. <laughs> Exactly. So, in that in that world, in that world, you are inferior. <laughs> way the way too uh, girthless. And, oh, I didn't mean that. Oh, see well, that's the way I took that? it. I know. See, see? That? So but, I was not going there. Right, but that's I was, how I take I everything. I was saying it because it's it's like, I think it's literally a role reversal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're you're the one who's like shunned and oh totally you know, yeah yeah and, you know and so when I found out that she liked me I. It, it was like so meaningful to me because aside from the fact that a girl liked me, it was a black girl liked me mm-hmm. and that meant I was accepted mm. by the black culture enough that somebody would own a relationship with me. So it was like deeply meaningful to me to feel that choosing. And, and did you date her? Yeah. How did her parents and family respond? Uh, I don't know. I only dated her for two days. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, you couldn't marry her? For the, you didn't know her well enough? Uh, okay. I probably shouldn't have used her real name, but that was her real name. You didn't say her last name, did you? I, uh, yeah, I did. You did? Yeah. All right. okay. We'll just pretend that that's not her name. Uh, that wasn't her real name. But we know it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> But we'll just we do have editing, but I don't like editing, okay, so yeah. it's going we'll in. Just, I, yeah, I, we'll, we'll leave but, I don't have any problem with it. But, but you didn't say anything bad. Look, 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 look. There's his belly again. <laughs> See? And, and, they, and they rip on me. Literally, the entire shirt went all the way up to his bosoms. <laughs> to his okay. bosoms. So, yeah, you got a show. Are they girthy? What, you know what's great is You know what's great about this? is I get to comment on him, and he comments back to me. I can't hear him. <laughs> Perfect. I, can, I can't right. hear him. He hears me. So it me. sounds I, like you're clearly I, winning. I, I, it's, yeah. It sounds I have an illusion of winning this <laughs> because I'm getting on him about something. They get on me about my belly all the time, and I've looked over there quite a few times. I am engaged and, and staring into your eyes, but once in a while, I look up, he yawns, and the, and the shirt goes all the way up. And I have to look at this belly. Oh yeah. Okay. Now I know. I'm how not they offended feel. by that at all. You okay. can't, you you can't just ignore that. You can't. I mean, ignore you see nudity over my shoulder. <laughs> Even though it's Sergio. <laughs> Whatever. So skin is skin. But I I think this is such an interesting conversation. Your perspective, it's we both ended up in the same place in a very similar place, and that's why we're brothers. You know, when we, yeah. when we met, we knew it right. We met at the one of our retreats for the transformational leaders. And I went, Oh, in the movie theater, I sat next to you. Is that yeah. okay? I had a different memory. Okay. Of when we met. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like, what was your memory? It's, it's like the newlywed game. I know. Right. <laughs> Let's see his answer. Where in the did movie you guys theater. meet? <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> you thought we met in a movie theater? <laughs> oh, damn. Were you just Lucretia or whatever her name was? Yeah, I just channeled is that Tahisha. Where we met, Tahisha? Right. Is, that, is that where we met? That's what I got for her from those two days. Is she gave me some some uh, juice. So, yeah, I mean, I had that happen, but it took getting outside of this bubble yeah. uh, to have that better understanding, which this is the message I'm trying to get across. 
the other way that I lived, violence, oppression, harsh judgment towards other cultures and people, I don't understand where the happiness is. No, it's all protection. Yeah. And fear. Like if people, I just watched something, um, you know, it was about, I, I watched this thing about uh, Timothy McVeigh. I watched the documentary. And I saw the people that, you know, the, the white supremacists, that's where he came from. And I'm looking at them, I'm going, is anybody happy? No. Is anybody, when they're doing the Zeke Heil, every speech that they say, everything, everything that they do has no sense of humor and no sense of self. Because it's a group mentality. And then they're told, this is how you should think and this is who you should be angry. We are going to blame this person. The irony, by the way, you ever notice that the uh, people, they'll call you snowflake really fast if you, if you say something. They'll go, whining snowflake. In the meanwhile, I'm going, no, you're whining, calling me a snowflake right. and blaming me. And you know, that, that's the irony is we just, there's so much projection going on. Right. But I am so happy. Projection that it, and protection. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's how they protect themselves. Mm-hmm. They protect their belief system that they were so afraid to pause and challenge. So all I can tell you is my experience is I had a freedom once I started doing that. Once I started doing that, I had more happiness from challenging and having the, the courage to get past fears, past people's judgments, and do that and just go, okay, oh, that's what life is probably about. It's about unity. It's about diversity. It's about wholeness. It's about oneness. Those are the things that make me happy. Those are the things that piss the people off where they're going to respond, you hippie, you idiot, yeah. you know, whatever it is. That's how they respond. What was anger. the catalyst for you? Um, well, you'd think I'd know that. <laughs> <laughs> you'd think that would be a, a canned response. I know politically exactly when it happened. I'm positive about that, and I've shared it before. It was actually a celebrity helped me. Not mm. a celebrity at the time. We were friends. Rosie O'Donnell. But... Um, but all she did was she said to me, she had me pause. I was about to react and vote for a certain person. And she said, why? And I said, because of the, 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 and I gave a white guy answer. Yeah. Because everything's good. Because everything was good for a white man. She actually said to me, oh, for you, you're a white male. Right. And that's one of the moments where I went, okay, empathy right. is our key to our lives. Because then we can see one another for who we are. Mm. If you don't have empathy, if that gene is missing, which is missing in a lot of people, yeah. including our leadership, it's not empathy. It's about them. It's about them looking good or them, or them making more money or whatever it is. I don't think you can have empathy while you're protecting yourself. No, right? exactly. Yeah. That's exactly right. And you can't ask for people to be em- empathic if it doesn't exist within them, if it's not one of their go-tos. So again, I would encourage people to have the courage to search for empathy, not being right in your anger and justified in your resentment, and you'll be free. So, I mean, I would definitely say one catalyst was for sure, a big one for me, was the day that I uh, surrendered my life and my will over to a higher power, which is inside of me Mm -hmm. once that was done then i know then i can access that at any time and once that happened there was for sure a big shift but here's what i would hope that people could listen to 
It was a shift to much more happiness. Right. Have you ever found these gangs or groups or whatever to be happy people? No. In your observation? No. From my perspective of happiness, no. The reason I asked you about the catalyst question is before those catalysts happened for you, before you had that shift, do you think you were happy? Did you think you were happy? Oh, very good question. It's supposed to be my podcast. Oh, but. sorry. <laughs> Can I help you, Craig? <laughs> Ask the question again. Yeah, so before you had this shift, because yeah. you're looking at life now from the tennis referee's position yeah. where you can see you're both right. sides you're of the right. net. Before you had that position, you were only living the way you were living with all of your upbringing. Did you have the sense that you weren't happy? Oh, for sure. Tried committing suicide. Okay. Let uh, me ask I, a different and question. I, and I died once. However, okay. I thought the question was why I had you reword it. Was I ever happy? And the answer is many, many times. Many, many laughs that I look back on. And it's funny because my best friend... We bonded through the bad. We bonded by doing bad things. Many bad things, which caused laughter, by the way. You know, to people, about people, about one another, you know, whatever it was. Where we were coming from as confused teenagers, you know, anger that's suppressed or whatever it is. This is how we responded because it's all we knew. We didn't know any better. And here's the funny thing about it. We... We have these stories that we have accumulated mm-hmm. that some I can share with my kids and some I can't. <laughs> and my kids laugh their asses off. My six-year-old imitates Uncle Saram, my friend Dave Saram, my best, my best friend. And, she, and she's so funny when she does it. I clean it up for her, but she imitates him and right. imitates the things that we did and the clowning that we did. Lots of laughs. But when he hears something weird, he's still my best friend. And we now bond through spirituality. Yeah. And not how we bonded before. And so here's two people in parallel lives that all ended up in this happier place. Right. When we had the illusion of this was happy. And we were. We still, we we cry laughing at some of these stories. Yeah. I guess it depends on what the definition of happy is too, right? Because people, and I... Obviously, in the com- in the in the comedy world, you know, yeah. a lot of people turn their pain into laughter. Oh yeah, <laughs> and that's standard. And laughing can be happiness. Yeah, or it might just be deflection or release, release of yeah. something. Right. Mm-hmm. So another question to ask is, and this isn't taking any validity, obviously, off off what you said that you mm-hmm. were happy at certain times and stuff. Is did you have an idea that there was another way mm-hmm. to get the happiness? Corey, have you seen how he's reversed this interview? Maybe he should post it on his website, (laughs) seansmith.com. Is that whatever it's coach? What are you? Yeah, I'm I'm a. He's reversing this thing. Actually, we should we should talk. We'll we'll get we'll get right back to that question. This is a little commercial pause after the break. That we are going to now reveal our plan of action. I did one of your Zoom calls, a Zoom call with your clients, a number of your clients, your coaching clients, you teach them how to coach and so forth. And I walked out of there so inspired. I said, oh, my God, that's what I want to do with my life and my career. I like to do just what we did 
and have you and I relate to one another, mostly you guiding these things out of me, asking the questions, your, these probing questions, which we're going to get right. back to it. I've always liked probing you. <laughs> and it's easy because you have no girth. <laughs> <laughs> Save money so, on, yeah. That's a callback. That's comedy. <laughs> So um, I just wanted to announce that uh, we are, Sean and I are going to embark, especially considering the circumstances we're under. I can't do live performances now. They've been shut down. Right. You can't do TED Talks and right. speaking. And So we are now going to do this on live stream, subscription-based. I guess we're still figuring that out, where we can bring laughter, joy, but also enlightenment, share stories, experiences, to and just realness, yeah, authenticity. Just, yeah. just just be real, you know. Right. Admit the faults, admit the journey, and what you know what 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 we've done to get here. But I will tell you that it has this journey is in a very blissful space right now. So if that's what someone wants, that's what we'll offer. But it's yeah. not going to be done through the traditional method. This is the transformation that's going on for me career wise. Is right. how do I get it across to the people that have been want the, the 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 guy talking about his big penis with girth, mm-hmm. how <laughs> causing mirth during my drink, yeah, <laughs> that I've been like since birth, right? Ah, <laughs> uh, but I have no self worth. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, uh, how can I do that? Is this is the way we're going to do it? This is the this is the model that we're going to use. Is you and I will have these conversations. In front of a small audience, what is it up to? Can we have ten now? Yeah, so only only eight more. We already have two, so we can only have six. I just saw a meme so, today oh. that says, "My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard." Right? Remember that? <laughs> and then the CDC was said, "Well, you can only bring nine of them." Oh man! Because you know you yeah. got to keep it ten and under. Is it ten now? That, Jeez, that's the man, latest. This is crazy. Yeah. So anyway, the so the way to have our social distancing this distancing is. We will be able to talk to them live and have these conversations and get any everyone in on the conversation. Yeah, we should we, we should like come up with a different term. So in the era of social distancing, mm-hmm. like we're going to be social connecting or yes. social challenging, right? Or social blistancing, bliss mirthing, yeah, blistancing, blistancing is good. We're, we're offering go. bliss, right, in our distance. In our uh, so I want mirth in everything though now. That, uh, <laughs> But now, what about all the people that don't know what it means? Oh, which screw apparently, them. Yeah. All, let me, all ask, the let dummies? me ask. I'm going to go to Sergio. Only dumb time. people don't know what mirth is. Now, you d- didn't know what it was. If you I'm meant, not dumb anymore. Sergio, be honest. I know it's tough for you. No. <laughs> wow. That's always the best way to... He won't look me in the eye. Watch. Have authentic conversation. Start with a jab. He won't look me in the eye. Sergio. Look, see. Watch. Sergio, do you know what the word mirth means? And there's no judgment if you don't. Mirth? Yes. Oh, he got it. Now, he's from another country, Sean. So whatever bubble. So that even makes whatever bubble, yeah, that me makes feel worse, even, right? Okay. So there, there, there goes his self-worth from not knowing the word mirth. Poor Sean, an Poor American, me. born and raised. Doesn't... Shame on me. <laughs> wow. That's what I'm going to walk away with. Wow. Bringing uh, the heat. After this All recording. Right. We have to Shame conclude. What, what was I supposed to get back to? What did we put a pin on? I bet you neither you or Corey has a clue where I was. Before where, you. Where I was supposed to answer something. It was a really great compelling question. Yeah, it question. was what. 
did you have an idea that there was a way to get the happiness that you were missing? It, was, it got shut down so fast, but I'd say yes, instinctually, which we all have. Instinctually, right. yeah. Right. I mean, it was always there. And instinctually, like you talked about, uh, you know, your first girlfriend was black. Mm-hmm. The first love of my life was someone who loved me. It was Myrtle. Large, uh, I don't know why I need to say that. because <laughs> The reason I say she's large is because it was very cuddly to me. And it's very attractive to me to this day because it represents someone who's open enough nurturing nurturing yeah. and that's what she represented to me it's the only one that ever said i love you only one that, you know and uh you know said i was her white grandson and you know and that kind of thing so that got instilled in me but i had to deny it or run away from it or turn away from even her you know this that, is like that, a that's like how a motherly figure or this mm-hmm. is a relationship was, when you say, I no, think you motherly say like figure. your first, okay, no, got no, it. motherly figure. So your she, first like experience of that nurturing feminine happened to love. be yeah, African American yeah. as it. opposed to the whites who were cut off. Folks, these are just my experiences. Not saying all white people are this way. The white people around me, a lot of cut off. Right. A lot of how dare you share your feelings. A lot of shut down. Shut it down. Turn away. Yeah. Don't talk about it. You know. All of those messages were implanted. Her message was the opposite. And so that was the first time you felt that total acceptance, look, look, love. Look, 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 there's a belly again. And it right. came. <laughs> okay, go ahead. And it came from your experience with no judgment from Correct. somebody who wasn't white. Correct. And, and no one can deny my experience. Right. And that's my experience. So I gravitated eventually towards that. You talked about wanting to be black. I'm the same way. Mm. I've, I've, I enjoyed going to her church. She took me to church. I never enjoyed any other church or temple I had ever attended in, in the past because it didn't vibrate with me. Right. It felt false. It felt phony. I've said a bunch of judgy people, a bunch of angry people, a bunch of people that look like uh, you know Stepford wives that are just doing as they're told. That's what it appeared to me. Sorry, right. folks. If you're, I'm not judging your thing, and if you get your right. happiness through there, I did not. However, I walked into her church, and I see the celebration of life. I see literally the word hallelujah, which has the word ha in it, by the way. Right. Ha, ha, hallelujah. Yeah. And it's the celebration of life that's so beautiful to me. And yet look how the message is to oppress those people. I mean, it's on the news. On the news, would always focus on. Let's show you another black criminal you should be afraid of. That's back to the word fear. I was taught to fear that, when in fact that the one, not the one, but the black woman, the black person that meant the most to me was the opposite of that. Right. But I was. And you needed to have that experience in order to overcome your your programming. And I wonder. If I'd still be the way I am today, if she was not in my life as a, at an early age, to how old least, were you? To at least have the alternative to the messaging. Yeah, um, that was ages. Uh, I'd say seven, eight, nine. Yeah, yeah. Right. So you there. just use a really important word, alternative. As soon yeah. as you found that there was another alternative, yeah, then there's another choice. Yeah, and in, until we know there's another alternative, then we don't have a choice to change anything that we're experiencing. And then whatever we're experiencing is the right thing. Mm-hmm. And that's where so many of our beliefs 
are rooted. Yeah. So then when, when, we're all, when we're offering an alternative view, going back to what we've been talking about with yeah. you know, my Facebook posts and all that, it's a threat if somebody is just deeply rooted in the way they've always seen the world and their value is at stake and their ego is at stake and, you know, and then we just protect. And the, the more that we protect, the less open we are to other alternatives. That's right. And now we're being taught in this virus situation, we're being taught only one methodology, and that's how we're being instructed. And what I'm saying is I'm going to take a pause to do an examination, mm-hmm. take in what they're saying, but take in other alternative things that are said, other perspectives. And that's what only th- the only thing I want to encourage my kids. I want to conclude by this of what I appreciate you about you, and it's kind of the theme of what we're sp- saying today, is I talked to my friend about this, and I didn't even think about it until he walked into my house. Last minute, I said, hey, come on over. Walks in. And I said, I really appreciate it. And this goes for you, too. Your individuality. Mm. And I think the irony is we applaud conformity. You know, it's safe. You, it's safe. We applaud people who are, you know, on the right team. We applaud at rallies. And we're not applauding our own individuality. What are your true thoughts? You can't be all in with any president. You can't be all in with any Congress or any, right. any religious leader. You can't be all in. Right. Because then you're subjecting yourself to your own criticism of, geez, I was all in on the Catholic religion, and I've seen all these priests that are molesting kids. That's, are you saying that? Are you complicit in that? Or are we supposed to ignore that? Because you've joined a gang. You join a gang if you're a Republican, if you're a Democrat, if you're a Libertarian, whatever. You're joining a gang. You're making a choice to join a gang. And I don't think, mm. which is what I appreciate about you, that you're in a gang. Hmm. Am I right? Yeah. I, I, the way you explained it, I really like that. You know, And the, the gang mentality yeah. is the thing to really look at. And I think what's so powerful about what you are talking about here, and I know what you really want to talk about, is that... Mm-hmm. You're essentially calling BS on the system that has all of the power, at least in this country. Mm-hmm. And you're saying, I benefited from that power mm-hmm. for a long time. I really didn't have any reason to leave. I wasn't kicked out. But when I left, I actually found joy yeah. and happiness. That's and right. I think that voice is so critical for more, at least in this conversation around race and power. And I think power is a bigger thing than race, right? Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of things that we're dealing with here in America, there are countries in Africa, countries in, you know, in in China. It's about patriarchy. Right. So in this country, the people with the power happen to be white. But they're a male in every country. Yeah. Every single country. That's why it's not specific to yeah. race. It's also gender. Every single country right. is dominated by men. Yeah. It's that and, macho And I had force. could easily go down that road and go get myself a gun and intimidate people and tell you this is the way you're supposed to think. Right. Easy peasy to join that gang. Does it feel good? No, it doesn't. And that's why- And that's why your voice is, is more credible- I think, mm-hmm. because you're saying, I already, 
I was there. That, yeah. I experienced it. I right. benefited from it. And what I didn't find was joy or and peace, peace yeah. and mirth exactly. and happiness. <laughs> right? So, uh, and I think that's, that's why it's so critical that we're not just throwing stones at the other teams. Yeah. You're essentially saying, this is what I experienced on that patriarchy, white in this country, yeah. male-dominated power. But that's not the way to go. And by the way, I feel this way about every gang. Even sure. the way you and I met. Association of Transformational Leaders. So I'm invited in to the gang. Right. Very excited. To the club, yeah. Very excited to be in that club. Because my belief was this is a club that is going to go high level in spirituality and the things that give me joy. And I got there. And I found gang mentality hmm. that I do not connect with. But I found you and maybe a couple of others. And I got to be okay with that. I got to be okay with the road less traveled. And I expressed myself to one of the leaders and said, you know, the whole, you know, here's what I would suggest or hope for or whatever it is. And it got rejected. You know, it got rejected. I thought, hey, why don't we get together and actually have some some plans and, you know, to help people and reach out and, you know, self-evolution type of things that, you know, you're helping others is what I thought the objective would be with that gang. It's not. Mm -hmm. The gangs to go, you know, a bunch of drinking, you know, and celebrating themselves. And I just didn't think that's what it would be. And I'm not criticizing my experiences that when I'm there, I'm happier meeting people like you, who's an individual, even though you're one of the founders, <laughs> and then it is the group screaming, you know, fake celebration type of things, you know, getting up and pontificating about self and you buy my book and all that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm going, whoa, whoa. You know, can we look at this differently? Can we take a pause? And here are the leaders, you know, and that's, that's what my hope would be, suggestion would be, and... But gangs are gangs. Yeah, know? the one thing I would add to this whole conversation is the to use your your analogy of not being a part of a gang, the the connection with self is where happiness is truly found. That's right. But the only way you can connect with self is if you disconnect with everything that's not mm. self. Mm -hmm. Gangs, external programming, mm -hmm. politicians, media input, all of that. And I think so many people are afraid of that because their definition of self actually relies on all those external pieces. So it's kind of like this, I don't know, call it an oxymoron or something where the way to really connect with yourself is to disconnect with all the things that you thought mm -hmm. were yourself. And I just think so many of us don't really truly know who we are before we die. Mm. And I'm just not, I didn't sign up for this, this lifetime to yeah. avoid myself until I die. <laughs> right. But that's a, you know, and it's a, we're programmed it's a scary, to do that. Yeah. It is. It's a but scary I, invitation, so, but that's yeah. where the joy is. And to sum this up in the broader scale and what we're dealing with now with this virus is what's, I always look at what's the message. What yeah. is the message that's, that, you know, what's the ethereal message, not the message I'm getting from chosen words from a sponsored corporate media outlet. What's the message that I'm getting from this overall? 
And the overall message with all these catastrophes, I just went through, you know, in the last two years, a, a big shooting around the corner, yeah. fires twice, evacuations. What's the message? What's the essential message that we're supposed to get from Mother Nature, whatever you want to call it? And that is to slow down, yeah. breathe, pause, reflect, unite, love, divineness these are the messages that come to me mm. laughter joy and it doesn't happen if we buy into what they're selling they're selling you fear that's the bottom line they are i understand great hearts they have you know they want to save lives right but you know i mean there's many ways to save lives and one of them is to connect with ourselves. And then your health is going to be better anyway. Your immune system is better. You are boosted by your own actions. And if your actions are to turn away from that, yeah, we get the information. Yeah, I get it. Okay, we got some rules here. Okay, okay. I got it. Just like I'm not supposed to go over 55 miles an hour. By the way, I do. (laughs) (laughs) I get it, okay? I hear you. I get it. I'm just not buying into the rest. Your reactions I'm not buying into, the chaos, the mayhem, the... The lines at Costco to get freaking toilet paper. Toilet paper. You know, yeah. I said, uh, I, uh, I, you know, I said, uh, I don't know if you saw my tweet on that. No. Say, uh, oh, geez, now I'm forgetting my own tweet. Uh, oh, uh, coronavirus uh, uh, has us frightened, but but apparently from all the toilet paper purchased, not scared shitless. <laughs> right. <laughs> scared shitful. <laughs> yeah, we're shitful. Yeah. <laughs> apparently, we're shitful. <laughs> But uh, uh, by the way, share a couple of memes before we go. A couple of memes that you shared on your. your you know, we're all trying to have some fun with this. Yeah, too. Don't yeah. Take I, it so serious. I posted either yesterday or the day before uh, for people to to share their favorite meme that they've seen so yeah. far around coronavirus. Uh, one of them was a guy like the the different ways that you can wipe your butt with no toilet paper, and one of them was a guy leaning up against the the. Uh, the rail of an escalator, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And he's just... And let the escalator... Exactly, take your right? Poop if you up. could imagine, right? It, that, <laughs> yeah. My favorite one, there's a lot of them that just was had me laughing literally a loud. photo of a guy with his pants It was down? a cartoon. Oh, okay, good. It wasn't real. Good. I don't think uh, I want to see that visual. I've had enough of Sergio's bed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, th- my favorite one that I can think of now is, hey, did anybody let the Amish know what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I love it's that. It's so one. simple but deep, right? right? There's like it takes me to all kinds of angles of funny. Yeah. Right? But and it's also perspective. Exactly. What's their perspective on this? Right. They don't ever watch the news. They might not know what's happening. I mean, maybe not. Yeah. And I'll bet I'll bet there's no <laughs> cases in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Of you toilet know paper? Name, you know what? They, they have a lot of humor, by the way, the Amish. People don't realize this. Okay. You know what the names of their towns are in Pennsylvania? No. Bird in Hand, Intercourse, Pennsylvania. Really? Oh, I'm not kidding you. Uh, so they have like self reflective the monkey PA. I don't know. There's, there's, like, there's a whole bunch of these really like, you know, it could be taken either yeah. way, but they're these like mirth dirty from Earth. Pennsylvania. They don't have a mirth, they don't have a mirth Pennsylvania. Okay. If anything was a theme today, well, I hope you enjoyed our podcast. Uh, it was mirthy. Why don't we do another one soon? Well, actually, we're we're we going to do, do a ton. We're already going to promote yeah. because we will be doing 
Uh, I'll take suggestions, by the way, on what to call it. We have different ideas. Find your treasure because we want to help people. We got to get Mirth in here now. We got. Oh, Jesus! I am so. We can't do something that half the country doesn't know what it means. I'm Mirth. I say that to make you feel better that it's half the country, but Thank it's you. nowhere near. So, uh, yeah, we're going to develop something together where we can have this expression, this exchange of ideas. Yeah. We'll take other people's feedback. So since we can't go live and hang out with you and, you know, shake hands and all that kind of stuff, let's have this happen, okay? So yeah, stay tuned for that. Make sure you please share this, and, you know, hopefully you'll give it a nice review. Um, we think that beats the alternative, right, uh, that's out there. You've got tons, yeah. tons of that, right? So let's give them something else. I would hope that this is unique and different, just like you are, Sean Smith, and just like I hope I am. Follow me. Oh, I didn't say this. Instagram, I'm official Craig Shoemaker. Who are you on Instagram? Coach Sean Smith. Oh, nice. Sean with an S-E-A-N, not an S-H. On Twitter, I'm the Love Master. Might have to change that someday. On Facebook, at Craig Shoemaker. YouTube, at Craig Shoemaker. I'm going to start giving more love to YouTube so that we can spread more laughter and mirth and joy Absolutely. out to the world because a lot of people are home right now. This is probably going to get downloaded more than I've ever been downloaded because all my people are busy usually. Now they're not. Yeah, there you go. If you're watching us on YouTube, hit the bell so that it gets alerts for future videos. I didn't know that, Corey. That's important. Because I never go to YouTube, only when I'm listening to my Wayne Dyer at night trying to put me to sleep. Wayne Dyer is wonderful. He died. I know he died, but okay. I still listen to him. Got it. You know, you can listen to dead people. I thought you canceled him. <laughs> cancel calls. You die, you're done. <laughs> That's a true cancel call. <laughs> right. Yeah, you're canceled when you die. I want to hear from you. Comment below. So until next time, wash your hands. I would never have said that, Corey. Corey, come on. You need to run this by me. Corey. This is great. I would never say wash your hands. It's so common. <laughs> Use common sense and don't forget to laugh. Is that our slogan? <laughs> We gotta. We have to have a collaborative meeting on this. On this stuff. It's a start. That is a good start. It's it's a jumping off point. Right. Wash your hands. I was going to admit to never washing my hands on the air, but I don't want people to be angry. Do you with still me. not wash your hands? Uh, uh, I just look at the shock over with Corey. She's got, she goes. I. You watched four times. I just don't look. I'm During this podcast, you wash your hands my, four times. My face, right? Now, I'm touching my eyeball. Yeah, I mean, just stick it right in there. after a no hand washing. Right, I wash a little bit. I just don't believe in this. I think you build your immunity. And by the way, just my beliefs formed from taking a pause. My experience. I can't been, wait to hear what's coming. Can up. I say that I have not been sick in years and years and years? Okay. Yeah. This I know. This is anecdotal. But I haven't been sick in years and years and years. Cured myself of Crohn's disease, which is allegedly incurable. All, all by letting go of hygiene. All? No. <laughs> not by letting go of hygiene. I never had hygiene. <laughs> okay. okay. You had to hold it before I, you let it, it go? It, it's not that bad. It's not bad by, by my, my hygiene. But no, I'm saying that I, be, I believe that I build immunity through not buying into what they're selling me with the fear by not looking at these commercials for all the things that I have problems with, because that goes into your head, which your head, it starts first. Then, yeah. you, have an, then you have an itch, and you think to right. yourself. You self-diagnose. Right. Yeah. Oh, my God, I have eczema. Oh, oh yeah. wow, look at that. There's a commercial for eczema. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's always some product with an oxen in it or uh, ill or it, whatever it is. Right. I don't believe it, okay? 
I think these are band-aids on a leper. We have a deeper problem that we need to go to, and it starts in the mind. So all I'm saying is you build your immune system, starting with your mind, and you say to yourself, no, no, virus, you're not coming near me. No germs. I don't care about germs. People go, kids are germ factories. I got four kids, and I don't, I don't care. They can lick my ear for all I care. I don't care. <laughs> and because I don't care... I grossed Sergio out. Just the thought of it. <laughs> I think just the thought of a child grosses him out. <laughs> so, so, so anyway, I'm saying all this, all this was the sound effects over here in the background. Um, so all this to say that, no, I'm not obsessed. You can get obsessed with this stuff, okay? I guarantee people with OCD that are overly clean and overly, you know, with the Purell and everything else. Like Howie Mandel. Does he get sick? I can guarantee that those people get sick a lot more than more I do. More than you? Well, it's, yeah. it'd be, once would be more than me. I right. don't, I've not missed a day at work. That's awesome. And I believe it's what, so then I consume things in my body that Your are Your sickness really is just more mental. I believe it starts with mental. Yeah. And that's why the message is, with this virus and everything else, turn away as much as you can from the toxicity that's out there. And toxicity comes from words and actions and visuals. Just turn away from it as much as you can and then see how you feel. Turn into things like, uh, you know, I take this juice all the time. It's a natural juice. And most people, oh, you hippie juice or whatever it is. <laughs> Cancel that out of your head, okay, with the hippie stuff. Or, you know, or, or eating better or trying to not have, you know, toxins put in your body. Then you are subjecting yourself to whatever is out there. So I'm doing my part more than most in saying washing your hands. In my opinion, I'm doing my part more than you are because I'm staying well on a daily basis by eating better. Right. I smoke a couple cigarettes. That's I, justified. <laughs> yeah. Don't give me the look like it's more than a couple. Have I had? Oh, it's more than a couple. Have I? Oh Jesus! <laughs> have I had more? Than, have I had one today? Have I had one today, Mister Sensitive Smell? No, I did not. Oh, see, Judgy? See, Judgy? I haven't had one, okay? So it can't be an epidemic. Listen, I'm admitting it. No, an epidemic of smoking, okay? I admit it that I do. uh, I'm not completely Mr. Health Guy. What I'm saying is we can all look at it in a different perspective. 100%. Hope you had a good time (laughs) on Can I Help You? Sean Smith, we'll just keep this going, keep this conversation going. And we'll see you all the next time.